0: You know, right before I get into the message this morning, I, uh, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes in the morning when a pastor is, is getting ready for the day and man, all of a sudden you're getting messages from a lot of different people saying, hey, I need prayer in this, 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 before my day even really began. And this morning, I want to take a few moments. I'm going to mention a couple of those who were asking for prayer, and then some of them I'm not going to mention because it's very private, and I want to keep it that way. But before we get in, we're going to mention, and we're going to pray for Beth Hasty this morning, Beth and Donnie. God's doing a great work there. Things are progressing, but you know what? We want to still see a quicker recovery. We're going to pray for Carol Sue Winder, who was taken to the hospital this morning. We know that God can do a work there, and he has been doing a work, so we're going to pray about that. And the Whitcrafts, uh, Bill and Teresa Whitcraft, Bill lost his father yesterday, and we want to lift that family up as well. And then I got a, I got a text from a fellow pastor this morning that, that uh, I haven't heard from in years, I mean years. And I was just like, wow, this guy, you know, I saw it pop up on my, on my phone, and I was like, I wonder what he wants, you know. And he reached out to me and said, look, I'm going through something right now, and I need prayer I'm going through a spiritual difficulty in here. I've got to get up and speak to my church this morning. And you know what? He's probably getting ready to get up and speak to his church right now. So I want us to lift up this pastor friend of mine in prayer for a moment. Let's pray. Father, there's so many needs that are represented in this place today, God. And there's so many needs, Lord, that we have already asked for your guidance and, and need you to do, Father. But, Lord, we, we, we lift up Beth Hasty to you, God, right now. Do, do something powerful there. Lord, you've already done. Continue to move in that life, God. Lord, for Carol Sue, Lord, right now, whatever the complication is, Lord, you're the answer. So God, we're bringing it to you, Lord, and giving it and placing it in your hands, asking you, Father, Lord, to deal with how you see is appropriate. And God, with the witchcrafts, Lord, with the loss of of Bill's father, Lord, we just lift that entire family up, Lord, comfort them, help them, Lord, through this this struggle right now. And and Father, my pastor friend, Lord, right now, I'm asking, God, you, you know the struggle. You know whatever's going on. And I'm just asking, Lord, intervene. Get involved, Father, Lord. helping him, his family, through this difficulty right now. And if he's getting ready, Lord, to speak to his church, Lord. I pray, Lord, that is the most powerful message that he has ever brought forth today. That lives will be changed, souls will be saved, and growth in your kingdom. And Father, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Isn't it great to know we can go to the Lord with anything? Amen. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm going to... Uh, I heard this joke this weekend, and I thought it was kind of funny. You might think it's kind of corny, but I'm not really sure. Um, I hate snakes. You guys know I hate snakes, and it's got to deal with snakes. And here's these two snakes, and maybe you've heard it before. If you did laugh anyway, make me feel good, please. And there's these two snakes, and they're, they're slithering down the road. You know, They're side by side, and, and uh, all of a sudden, the, the, the one stops in the middle of the road, and the other one looks back and says, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I, I, I got a question for you. He's like, well, what's your question? He goes, are we poisonous? And the one snake looks at the other and goes, I don't know. Who cares? Why? Because I just bit my lip. (laughs) The meaning there is know who you are. Know who you are, right? We are believers. We're children of the most high God. And there's nothing in this world. That can defeat you. No principality. No power. No struggle. No problem. You are gifted. You are given. You are bought with a price by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Know who you are this morning. Oh wow! All right, let's get right into the. Ma- that was a message. Amen. Let's go. All right, cool. Divine purpose. Here we are in week two of this study that we're getting into, Divine Purpose. Last week we understood 1 Corinthians 4 and 3 tells us that the will of the Lord for our life is holy. We are to be holy. Holiness is the will of the Lord for our life. If you remember the definition for holy in the original translation was really just meaning to be set apart and to be different. We were challenged last week with the notion of is society looks at the church, do they see society or do they see the church? Can they see a difference? This week we're going to go a little bit deeper into it. And uh, one of the questions that I asked you was this. How do I know what God's will is for my life? How do I know the direction that God wants me to go into? We make our decisions and our decisions make us, if you remember. You are today the result of the decisions that you made yesterday. And some of you need to hear this very clearly right now. Who you're going to be tomorrow is going to be the result of the questions that you answer today. Last week, we introduced the idea that that many people are having more and more difficulty making choices. In fact, a lot of times, choices are not even made. In fact, that is a choice by itself, actually. The first we reason that we talked about is that there are so many options given to us. We live in a world that is full of options. I mean, think about this. You could, you know, more, more uh, populated areas probably have this struggle than what we probably have this struggle. But you could go to various lo- you know, places and look for restaurants. And you could have every restaurant that you could think of, every cuisine of food. This week I was in Tampa uh, on Thursday and Friday. And I'm going to tell you some stories about that as we go through the message. It was a really it was a really uplifting time it was fantastic for me as a pastor to, to be with others other pastors but I was in Tampa and uh this is a real struggle for pastors I was in a car with three other pastors and we were driving into this really nice area of Tampa and they had all these fancy restaurants I couldn't tell you what the names of them were I don't even know what they served but these guys knew because they were from you know big big populated areas, and they're spitting out all these restaurants to go to. This guy's like, yeah, let's go there. This guy's like, no, I don't want to go there. This guy's like, let's go to this one. This guy's like, no. I'm just sitting there quiet as can be because I ain't got a clue, right? I mean, I was just invited to go along. We have so many options right before us that it's so hard sometimes for us to make choices. I mean, in fact, I don't know if you guys have noticed a commercial. I think it's Domino's Pizza, but they have this thing called Pizza Tracker, right? You can order it on your app, and then you can see, like, they're breaking the dough out. You know uh, they're they're putting the toppings on, you know they've got the cheese on. Now they got the pepperonis on, right? They got the meat lovers on. You know they got all this stuff happening, and then all of a sudden somebody put it in the oven. You know, oh it's coming out of the oven. You know the pizza delivery guys got it, and they're you know multitasking, right? We're we're living in such a fast paced world that sometimes decisions really get overlooked at times in our life, and we look back and we go, where did time go? Where in the world did time go? But you know what? I, I just marvel about that commercial because all of a sudden you see this dude. He, he puts in his order. And then he's doing, he's multitasking. He's doing different things in his life while he's keeping track of his pizza. And all of a sudden it's getting time to delivery time. And what does he do? Man, he's hopped in his car. He's speeding. He's going through red lights. He's jumping over fences. He's doing whatever he can to get there before the pizza delivery guy gets there. So why? He can get what he asked for. So he could get what he wanted. So we got so many decisions. We have so many things that that are right at our fingertips. There are so many options. and We have difficulty making choices. We're a generation or a society of people that we have an illusion of perfection. We briefly talked about this last week. But if you look on people's social media, they show you what they want you to see or the perception that you want to have of them and of their families. And oftentimes, we really miss the reality of the struggles that are really going on unless you're in that close circle of friendships. And even then, sometimes, we miss out. We think everyone is perfect. And so it adds so much pressure onto our lives to be perfect like them that a lot of times we miss out on some of the good things of life. Making decisions, making choices, difficulty to decide. If you're a follower of Jesus, God will show us exactly what he wants you to do. Watch this. There'll be no doubt in your mind. You will have 100% sure, surety that you know what you're supposed to do because God's going to reveal it to you and there will never be any problems or obstacles ever in your life and everything I just told you was a lie. Because we don't always get that clear picture, do we? We don't always get that. Father, I need you to give me the answer right now. By the time I lift my eyes open, I'm expecting a vision of exactly what you want. Amen. Pause. Nothing. Open my eyes up. I'm not going to make a choice. And that's what we do. We expect things to be boom, 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 boom. The way we want it, the way we need it. I love it with Paul in the scriptures. fascinating. He fascinates me anyway. If anybody is going to understand what God wants, it would be Paul. First Corinthians chapter 16, verses 6 through 9. You know, Paul, he started churches. I mean, this guy had it right. He had a close relationship with Christ. I mean, he, you know, God did miracles right before him. God did miracles with him. Paul had it going on. I mean, in fact, you know, he wrote two thirds of, of the uh, New Testament. Paul is the man. But watch this in the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 6 through 9. Perhaps. First, okay, there we go. We got a negative word. Perhaps. The meaning behind perhaps is actually uncertainty or a possibility. Understand that. As we move further into the scripture, you're going to kind of understand and see where it's going. It says perhaps, or Paul saying, I'm kind of uncertain. This could possibly happen, but I'm not sure. He goes, perhaps I will stay with you for a while. For a while. Here we go. We got an undisclosed amount of time. In this passage of Scripture, perhaps, is uncertainty, is a possibility. I will stay with you for a while. Now, the while there is an undisclosed amount of time. He's not exactly sure. All right, moving on. Or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. So here we go. We've got a lot of uncertainty here. And you're going to understand where I'm coming. Right now, you're like, I have no idea what you're doing, Pastor Kevin. You've lost me after the snakes. All right? Perhaps we have right here uncertainty, a possibility. This is Paul speaking. He's speaking to some people. And and he's saying, perhaps I will stay with you for a while, which which means I have really no clue what's happening. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I guess I'm going to be here. Not exactly sure how long it's be, Or even spend the winter with you. It's kind of like inviting himself. You ever had that friend that just kind of invites themselves over? Right? Praise God. All right. Just me. Or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. He has not a clue. In other words, this is what he's saying. For I do not want to see you and only make a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost. Because a greater door for effective work has opened to me. Now, he goes on to say, because there are many who oppose me. In other words, he's saying, wherever I go, I'm not sure. But if the Lord permits, I'm going to do this. But there's a lot of people who oppose me. Even Paul didn't have a clue Of what was to come in his life. Even Paul was being hit with some uncertainty. Even Paul, in this moment, there was some question as to what he was to do. There were some decisions that had to be made. God doesn't show us always the details of our life. We want God to show us the details of our life. We want God to show us that exact roadmap many times. We do. We want Him to show us. Lord, show me the details. It's kind of like, that movie with Tom Cruise, he said, show me the money, right? God, show me the details. I need to see details. I'm not comfortable, Lord, until I see details. Who's a detail-oriented person? I'm, I'm, I'm smacking you in the forehead with it, man. You know? We want, who really just doesn't care? Praise, we'll pray for you later. All right? I'm, I'm a detail person. My wife is probably more on the, it'll be what it is, you know, praise God for her, love her, she's wrong, all right, no, I'm just kidding, i just kidding, that was bad, hey, I, I realized something uh, two weeks ago, I'm not the king at the house, because the boys ate before I did, some of you who were here will understand what that means, yes, we love the ladies, don't we, all right, we make up a little bit there for uh, what happened that, that morning, it was fantastic, all right, here we go, What I'm going to talk to you this morning is about wisdom, wisdom to to decide, wisdom to discern. Wisdom is one of the most important traits that you can ever pursue from God. In fact, that is what Solomon did in the Old Testament. We're going to take a quick look here. If if you're not a church person, if you're not really sure, familiar with this, understand this. Solomon became king, and he was to sacrifice a a bull before the Lord as a burnt offering. That was the accustomed. But if you read in the scripture, uh, Solomon wanted to take it a step further. And he wanted to be extra generous in his offering to God. So the scripture actually says what Solomon did was he went ahead and put a thousand or sacrificed a thousand uh, bulls to the Lord. That's an extravagant giver, isn't it? That is generosity right there. Real quick commercial, two weeks later, we're going to be doing a message series on generosity and giving. And it's called This Is Us. You won't want to miss that. All right. But he was an extravagant move of generosity in this. And he draws the heart of God in it. And and so God, because of the generosity and extreme giving that Solomon did in this moment, God visited him in a dream. Right. How many have ever had a dream? Just a dream. I've never had a godly dream. My dreams consist of snakes and me about to fall off of a cliff, right? You wake up, you're like, oh, my gosh, right? Thank God. All right? I've never had a dream like this. But he had a godly dream in this moment. God showed up and said, you know what, Solomon, here's what I'm going to do. Because of your extreme generosity, there's a lesson right there. Because of your extreme generosity, I will give you anything that you ask for. Anything that you ask for. Now, he could have asked for a lot of things. Solomon could have asked for money. He could have asked for power. He could have asked for prestige. He could have asked for anything he wanted. I mean, imagine right now if God came to you and spoke to you in a dream, or he just, forget about it, he just came into a burning bush moment and looked at you and said, hey, I'm going to give you whatever you want. What would it be? Think about that. What would your response be to God? What would you say, God, this is what I want? Chances are, whatever you're going through the most in your life, whatever struggle or trial or tribulation or whatever's, you know, tripping you up, whatever it is, that is most likely the answer you're going to give. But watch this. Solomon doesn't do that. In fact, the scripture tells us that Solomon said, I'm going to ask for wisdom. And so he asked for wisdom. God granted him wisdom, but not only did God grant him wisdom. In fact, God was so impressed with what he asked for. Not only did God grant him wisdom. But he granted him the power. He granted him the great finances. He granted him discernment. He granted him privilege. He granted him favor. Why? All because he was a generous giver, generosity to the Lord with the offering that he gave to him. And then because he wasn't looking for what can I get out of all of this, but God, give me wisdom. This week, I... um, as I mentioned, I was uh, in at a leadership conference called Rise. It a fantastic conference! It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you a story here. You know, um, somebody warned me before we went, before I went, make sure you leave on Wednesday night, not on Thursday, the day of the event. And uh, I, I, was, I was like, whatever, I ain't doing that. You know, it costs too much money. Whatever. So I went ahead and left on Thursday morning, and the event started at one o'clock. Okay, on Thursday so I go I go to the airport I get I get to the plane in Salisbury and uh that that that, that's sketchy by itself that little plane I'm sitting there and and listen my seat is the window seat right beside on the wing right beside the propeller and all I can think and I stare at I'm like I hope that thing don't like just shut off you know what I mean yeah you've had those moments I guess all right so we get there, and, and, or it takes me to Charlotte where my connecting flight was. And uh, I'm in Charlotte. And as we land in Charlotte, here's what the thought that goes to my mind. I see all these other planes on the tarmac in line waiting to take off. And it, it was like 20 planes, man. I'm not kidding you. It was a ton of them. And I'm going, oh, I see what's going to happen here. You know, I had a, an hour layover. And so I'm just sitting around, playing on my phone, playing golf. You know, it's, it's an amazing game on there. And uh, you think I would have done a devotional, try to get spiritual before the event. No, I decided to play Golf Clash with my friends, okay? While my battery's running down, so I couldn't call my wife later. That's another story. And so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm there, and, and it's our turn to get on the plane. We get on the plane on time. And I'm like, praise the Lord, I'm going to make it. Thank you, Jesus, right? And we get on the plane, and we are like number 30 in line to take off. You know, and, and here, check this out. You've got babies screaming on the plane. It's like a 45-minute deal. You're just sitting on the tar- You know, wait, we're late. And I'm going, I should have listened to Tom Derrickson and went the day before, you know? And so anyway, long story short, it takes off. We get there, and the, the pilot He's like, I took shortcuts. I don't know how you take a shortcut in the air. I'm not exactly sure how that happens, but he takes shortcuts. He landed us in time on our original arrival time. I said, Jesus, thank you. Until I went to baggage claim. No, they had my bags. But then it was time to go ahead and get to the um, my rental car, and I was like, man, things are working out smooth. I've got an hour and a half until the the deal starts. Or I think it was like an hour, rather. And, and I was like, wow, man, this is the giftings of the Lord here. And I get, and I'll, I see this line wrapped while I'm walking down, you know, to go to the rental car area. And I see all these other rental car stations completely empty, except for this one. And I'm like, surely that is not mine, you know? And I, get up, I think there was like 50 people in front of me to get a rental car. And I'm going, and, and here's this really weird thing. There's this guy in front of me. And he was actually on my flight as well. And I saw him at the airport in Charlotte before. And I was sitting there thinking, I don't know why it crossed my mind. I bet he's a pastor. I bet he's going to the same conference that I'm going to. And um, I never said nothing because that would be just kind of weird. Are you a pastor? You know, kind of strange. So I didn't say nothing to him. So we're sitting there in the line. He's getting fidgety. He's looking at his time. He's stressing out. He's stressing out for me. You know, I'm like. I'm just going, whatever. Everything else has worked out. This will probably work out too somehow. And anyway, so we get up to the, he's next in line. And he looked at me. He goes, I am not going to make my appointment. I was like, man, where are you going? I'm going to this place called Rise Conference. I'm a pastor and I'm not, they're going to make me late. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be there too. Chill out. We'll be fine. You know? <laughs> sure enough, I got there. I pulled in right when it kicked off. I was like, thank God, yes. You know, everything's working out. And I get in there and the, and the speaker comes up. And uh, he comes up and, and he challenges us, all of us pastors there. And he says, the next 48 hours, you're going to be in this conference. And the next 48 hours, what, I, what is it that you want God to do in your ministries? We're going to ask God for something extravagant today. Every one of us, you're, you're challenging people today. You're going to be able to receive a challenge and accept it. And he said... Ask, maybe, maybe you want God to double the attendance of your church. Maybe you want God to build the volunteer system, to build ministries in your church. Maybe you, God, maybe you want God to do this, that, and other. He goes, maybe you, you, know, you want God to, to just flourish the budget in your church where the finances are just overwhelming. All these pastors like, yes, Lord, you know, to that one. And he goes, but you can only ask one thing. What would be that one thing? And he says, ready, go. And we all started praying. And instantly it said, you know what? I want wisdom. Because I believe when we ask wisdom from God and we get clear direction from God, everything else will begin to fall in place. You know, praise the Lord. Absolutely. I don't know. What the choices that you've been fretting over and you've been frantic about? Maybe it's caused arguments within your home. Maybe you're losing sleep over. You're stressed about. You know, decisions of relationships, decisions on jobs, decisions within the kids, the family, decisions about where you're going to attend church. You're going. You're going to attend here. Decisions about all these different things. And I think the answer is this: ask for wisdom. We see a perfect example here through the scriptures where Solomon could ask anything of God. God said, I will give you whatever it is you ask. He could have asked for so many things. He could have asked for the prestige and the power and the favor and the wealth and all of this stuff. But he chose to ask what I think is the most important thing we could ever ask from God other than for salvation. And that is, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. You know, I was um, at the conference, and all these great speakers were there. And, and uh, this one pastor from Dallas, Texas, was speaking. And before he, he was, uh, actually before he really got into his message, he goes, I don't know why I'm going to say this, so to speak, but I just want to let you pastors know that it's extremely important for you to study to get in God's word, but also read books, read all the time, ask God for wisdom. He wasn't there the first day. That was the second day. He's like, ask God for wisdom in your life and God will pour it out. I was like, oh Lord, that's a, that's like an answer, you know. But I think one of the most important things that we could do in our walk with God is to ask for wisdom. You know, it wasn't long after the, 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 the uh, afternoon sessions had ended on that Thursday. And, uh, This is a really cool story, I think. For me, it was, anyway. Um, The sessions ended, and I was probably like the third or fourth row back. And and I saw a friend, and I walked over to him just to say hi. And uh, he's like, hey, come with me. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, come with me. Didn't even say hi, just come with me. I was like, all right, cool. So I I go into the back with him, and and he's like, hey, we're going to go get dinner, all right? And I was like, all right. He goes, I got a couple other guys that are going to come with us. I was like, fantastic, let's go. And uh, so he, he brings me over, and, and there's these other two other pastors. All three of these pastors were the founders of this conference. And so I had the privilege to sit there for a moment, with, or for, for a little while with them. But we get in the car, and as you said, these are the ones that were arguing about where they're going to eat. All right? They're so holy, let me tell you. And so anyway, we get to this restaurant. And they're just, they're talking and talking. And I'm sitting there going, I'm just trying to take everything in. They're talking about their churches. They're talking about ideas. They're talking about all this strategic planning that they're doing. And here I am, I'm like, you know, in that moment, I'm just in awe because these guys are taking time out just to include me. And so they look at me and halfway through the meal, and they're like, you haven't said nothing. I was like, because I'm just taking it in. I don't, I'm trying to learn here. And so one of them looked at me and says, well, what is it that you need God to do? Is there some direction that you need for your church? And I said, yeah, and I kind of poured out a couple of things to them. And, man, every one of them were just like speaking wisdom right there in that place into me. And I could feel God just talking and, and encouraging and, and giving answer. It's amazing when we ask God for something that isn't just about us and what we can get, how He will pour into our lives and, and through people that we had no plan of it happening. I didn't plan on going to dinner with these guys. I didn't even know these guys really knew I existed except for one of them. And check this out the one who didn't know me goes, I got your dinner today. I think you had to pay for dinner. Praise the Lord. Some of you are not excited about that. I was extremely excited. God will not always show us what to do, but he will give us the wisdom and the decisions that we need to make. I'm going to give you three simple things real quick, three simple thoughts. And the first one is this, we need to walk. Proverbs 13 and 20 says this, and I love this scripture. Walk with the wise, I love it. And What happens when you walk with the wise? You become wise. For a companion of fools suffers what? Harm. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You've heard that statement before. You've heard maybe your mom say that before. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Wow. Who are you walking with? Who are you walking with in your life? Who are you allowing to be your influence? Who is leading you? You know, that Thursday afternoon, I could have just said, you know what? I, I could have never went up to my friend and say hi. And I could have just went on my own and, and had, had a meal and then returned for that evening service. Who we surround ourselves with is important. I don't know how many of the pastors that, that spoke uh, this weekend or this, this Thursday and Friday all made the same comment. We try to surround ourselves with people who are smarter, wiser, and better than us. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you allowing to impart into your life? See, I want God to impart into my life. I want God's uh, vision to impart into my life. I want God's wisdom to impart into my life. A companion of fools suffer harm. The second thing we need to ask ourselves is this. and, And James 1 and 5 it's, it's wonderful, and it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should do what? Ask. Ask, number two. Ask God. Hello, I lack wisdom. I'm not smart enough to run this thing. I can't do it. I need God to do it. I need God to get involved. You're not smart enough to be the king of your home, man. <laughs> Apparently me either, right? You need God to get involved and do it. You're not smart enough to run a business. Successfully, you can run it in the ground. But to run it successfully, you're not smart enough to do it. What do you have to do? Ask for wisdom. You're not smart enough to keep that companionship with your spouse. You're not not coming up with the ideas of giving them flowers and all this stuff. What do you have to do? Ask God to do it. All the women said "Amen." amen. Praise God. All right. If you lack wisdom, the scripture completely, it it, it spells it out. It says, ask for it. He loves to share with his children. Understand that. God wants to share with you. But here's the deal. Asking requires us to do something. Requires us to pray. Not just pray before your meal or pray before your bed with your kids or, or that. I'm talking about sincerely having a communication moment with God. Asking requires us to do something, and that is to pray. When is the last time you prayed fervently to the Lord? When is the last time you got on your knees desperately before God saying, God, I, you know, I just need you. I love you. I want you right now in my life. I want that relationship to grow. When is the last time you got so desperate for God that it didn't matter everything else that was happening around you? The scheduling didn't matter if you needed to be there or there. Only thing that mattered was I need to be with God. When is the last time? See, we, get, we allow our schedules to overcome us. You know, it, weather's getting nice. Oh, my schedule is going to be so full, Pastor. I'm not going to make it to church on Sundays. Come on now. It says we need to walk with him. We need to ask him, remember this, who your friends are, that's going to be who your future is. We want our children to to live for the Lord, but yet we're going to keep them out of the house of God. That's a problem. That's a spiritual issue. Think about it. It says, ask. Psalms 31 and 8. The Lord says, what? I will guide you. I will guide you he says along the best pathway of your life He's going to guide us He's going to advise us He's going to do what he's going to watch over us I will guide you I will advise you I will watch over you I will give you what wisdom to decide is what he's saying What are you lacking in your life wisdom Pastor I I need a financial miracle I need God to just, I I need to go open up my mailbox and there'll be a $1,000 check there so we can, you know, get get out of the the, the financial debt that we allowed ourselves to get into because we bought something that was way too expensive and we shouldn't have put ourselves in this situation. Pastor, I need a miracle right now. Ask for wisdom, earn that miracle, earn that wonder, earn that money to do what is right. Pastor, we need a miracle right now in our marriage because it's falling completely apart. You know, she don't talk to me. I don't talk to her. Pastor, I need a miracle. Ask for wisdom, and I guarantee the wisdom of God's going to say, talk to her. Talk to her. Talk to him. It's amazing what will happen when communication takes place. Pastor, my kids are are, are falling away from God, and they're, they're, they're little hellions rather than little angels. I got one or two of them. They're angels. God says, ask for wisdom, ask for direction, ask for wisdom on how I can raise my children better. What, teach a child in the way he should go in the Lord, right? Yeah, yeah. and what will they do? They'll return, won't they? Right. Praise God. Pastor, I, just, I, I need help on the job. I, I need you to pray. We need a miracle right now. I'm desperate, Pastor. I need a, I need a miracle. I need a help on the job right now. Do your job. Stop being lazy. Show up on time. Do the things that God has granted you to do. Ask for what? Wisdom. Ask for it. Then the third thing he challenges is this. To decide. You know, I remember as a kid, I can vividly remember the day I learned how to ride a bicycle. I remember somewhat of the days prior but I remember the day I could learn how to ride a bicycle leading up to it my dad would you know holding the handlebars or holding the back of the seat and you know while I'm going and then he would let go every now and then and I'd fall fall over skin my elbows knees all that good stuff have you guys seen the meme on Facebook with the metal uh the the metal pedals where they cracking the shin back in the day right okay some of you got vivid scars over that all right I remember those days and uh I remember, though, I remember my dad doing that over and over and over again. And one day he just got fed up. He's like, we've been at this for like, th- you know, three weeks or something probably. I don't know how long it took me. And uh, he's like, Kevin, you're just going to, I've showed you what you need to do. Now you're just going to have to decide to do it. And I remember, I said, but dad, all my friends were out in the, in, the, in the road in front of the house and they were riding their bikes up and down the road. And I was like the last one to like bloom here, Okay. And I was like, Dad, I I, I was like, I want to be out there with my friends. Just push me. Be out there. I got to learn how to do this. And he's like, I've showed you everything you need to do. Now you just need to go and do it. I remember he went into the house, and I sat there with my bike in the driveway. And I was like, what am I going to do now? He walked away. He's not going to help me. He's 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 not there. Don't we sometimes think God's not there? Yeah. And there, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how God actually prepares us in life for things. He prepares us for life for things, but then when the challenge comes upon us, we're like, God, where are you? We can't, I can't do this without you, God. You know, we've been walking with him. We've asked him. You know, step one and step two are, are probably the easiest things to do, but step three is always difficult. Because then there's a decision that must be made. And is what are we going to do? I remember sitting there with my bike. My bike was way too big for me. Because I told him, I remember when I told him, I want a little bike, Dad, not a big bike. He got me the big bike. My, 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 I don't think my feet could even touch the ground while I was on it. And he walked in, and I'm see, looking at this massive problem before me. And I see an outcome that I want. But I see the obstacle that's in front of me. And the answers supposedly have left me. And all I can think about is I can't do this on my own. And I remember just watching my friends riding back and forth on their bikes. This might seem so elementary to you, but to me it speaks volumes. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what, I'm just going to have to do it. I went and got the block, laid it beside the bike, stepped up on it, threw my leg over, got the pedal just right. And you know, in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. And then I'd hold back. Oh, I'm gonna go. And I hold back. Y'all been there, right? Yeah? Big decisions in life. Oh, we're gonna do. No, maybe we need to pray about it a little bit more. Oh, we're gonna, God, you haven't really spoken. And God's again, I've given you everything you need. Now you just need to go ahead and act. Now you just need to go ahead and decide. I remember being on that block, threw my leg over on it, put my foot on that pedal, and finally I got the nerve and the guts inside of me, and I took off. And I started pedaling. I was flipping out, man. I was like, whoa, I was so excited. And I was going straight. And I kept going straight because I didn't know how to turn. And my friends are going, turn. And I turned, and bam, I fell right over. I got back up, did it again until I got it. And I remember my dad came out. He goes, I didn't leave. I was sitting there watching you the whole time through the window. You know, God never's leaving us. He's never left you in your life. He's given you the steps that you need to go and to decide on how you need to do things. He's like, look, surround yourself with the right people. Ask me for what? Ask me for wisdom. And the third thing is what? Now you need to decide. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, I remember with, with Carter, we, last summer we got him riding his bike. And I, I had visions of my father going through my head because I was losing my patience with him as he was trying to learn how to ride. And then it was just like that with him. All of a sudden, he hopped on it, started pedaling, took off. Only he could turn. (laughs) I want you to stand with me this morning. We think in our lives, well, what if I make a mistake in the decisions that I make? then you grow and you you retain wisdom. That's what. You know, sometimes God allows us to make mistakes in our decisions so that we can learn and grow from it and retain wisdom. We're scared to fail, but are we really failing? I don't believe so. We're scared to fail. We're scared to say, oh, I missed the mark. I've I've dropped the ball. Uh, That obviously wasn't God. But yet if we're praying, Lord, give me wisdom. You know, you learn more from your failures than your victories. You remember more of your failures also than your victories. If we all did an inventory in our mind of the struggles that we've gone through versus the victories we've gone through, you could probably count more struggles than you could count victories. Because we learn from them. We grow. We retain wisdom from them. I think the biggest thing, if I could ask any of you this this morning, is this. What is it you want from God? If God could give you one thing this morning, what is it? What is that one thing? not trying to influence you, but I am. I think it should be wisdom. We need God's wisdom. I need answers. I need to make the right choice. I need to marry the right person. I need to be dating the right person. I need to... To, to God, we need our marriage to be stronger, so we need to make better choices. Lord, I need the right job. I need to make a better choice. We have so many things that go through our mind. We, we want to be connected with these friends, and we want it to be a grow, stronger relationship. Well, you need to make right choices. We want our kids to live for the Lord, make better choices, being a better example. If you could ask anything this morning of God, one thing, what would that one thing be? I remember standing there in that service and I'm gonna be honest with you I gained a lot of wisdom I don't know if it's stuck yet or not but I got a lot of wisdom from this week and it was encouraging for me but I went in and I asked for it Lord give me wisdom in that moment I surrounded myself with the right friends I was surrounded by people who were all about the kingdom work just like I am. And then I did what? I asked God for it. And now I have to decide, what am I going to do with the wisdom that God has given me? Am I going to get on that bike? Am I going to get on that thing that looks like a problem, that looks like a struggle? Am I going to trust God that he's given me everything that I need to do to get through this, to get over this, to get around it or to get under it or whatever? Do I have the things that God, has he equipped me? The answer is yes. You know, I don't know what your struggle is, what you're trying to decide for your future or for your family or the decisions that you need to make. Maybe it's even the decision to follow Christ. I don't know what it is in your life, but I do know this. God has equipped you. He's shown you the way. He's shown you how to do it. Now you just need to decide. What's it going to be? So here's what my my challenge today is. this Real simple. If you can say, Pastor Kevin, I need to decide. I need need wisdom. That's what I need. I need wisdom in my life. I need wisdom because I understand what Solomon, Solomon prayed for wisdom, and then everything else fell into place. God said, I'll give you one thing. That pastor said, you can ask God of one thing thing. I'm saying this morning, you can ask God one thing today. And if it's wisdom, I want to invite you to come down and step out of your seat and to come up and fill this altar right now. If that's you this morning, that's your challenge. If you could ask God one thing and if that answer is wisdom, Lord, I need wisdom, then I'm going to ask you to step out right from where you're at and we're going to spend a moment in the presence of God, and God is going to move in every person's life and he's going to grant wisdom to everyone in this room who says, you know what? I need it. And then watch this. If you don't have Christ in your life, if you've been trying to decide whether or not you want to serve him or not, and that question is going I'm going to hit you right in the forehead with it. If that's you today, I'm going to ask you as well to step out from where you're at and to come up here And let's make that choice, that decision, right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for everyone who stepped out. I even thank you, Lord, for those who are still remaining in their seats, God, who are who everyone in this room, God, who are saying, you know what, I want wisdom. I want more wisdom in my life. We see, Lord, a a great and, and perfect example in your scriptures where. Lord, you spoke to Solomon in a dream and you said, I will give you whatever you want, whatever you want. Why? Because he was so generous in his gifting to you that it took you, God, a step backwards. And you said, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm gonna show favor on his life. I'm gonna give him whatever he wants. Lord, here you have people who are standing here before you, who are offering their lives the very thing that is the most precious to them, who are offering themselves to you, God. And saying Lord if you could grant me one thing my prayer today is that it's wisdom wisdom God wisdom in my decision making wisdom Lord in the everyday affairs of my life you God leading and guiding and directing you setting things up God because Lord we know Lord that you are the God of the setup but also Lord understanding God that that when we go through times in life where maybe it looks like a failure, maybe we have failed, seeing that differently, Lord, as it's a moment, Lord, that we're gaining wisdom. We're learning from it. So, Father, my prayer this morning is for everyone who stepped forward today, everyone who's in this house today, who says, I, I want more wisdom from God. Give it to them, God. Just as you gave it to Solomon, give it to him. But, God, I'm going to take it a step further. Not only give them that wisdom that they're asking for, but everything else, Lord, that would fall in place of that. Maybe they need to work in their finances. Maybe they need to work in their marriage. Allow that wisdom to impact all these other areas, God, to where everything begins to work out, showing favor upon their lives, leading them, guiding them, directing them, loving them, Father, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for that wisdom. We thank you, Lord, for the discernment. We thank you, Lord, for the guidance and the leading. We thank you, Lord, for surrounding us with people who are much smarter than we are. That you can use them to guide us. We thank you, Lord, for those times where we do fail. Because, Lord, in your eyes, it's not a failure. In your eyes, it's a growth opportunity. In your eyes, it's another moment, Lord, that we can become stronger and more dependent upon you rather than being independent. So, Father, for every life in this room today, grant them wisdom, grant them knowledge, grant them understanding that when they tackle the issues of this world, when they tackle the issues that they get faced on the job, the marriage, the relationships, the kids, the decisions that must be made, Lord, that they will have the wisdom to make the right choices, that they can trust you and knowing, Lord, that you have given them the tools necessary To go in the direction that is according to your purpose, which is so divine. Your word tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3 that the will of the Lord is for us to be holy. So God, help us all in this room to be set apart, to be different, to be holy. Lord, that when people see us, they they don't have a hard time determining, are we with society or are we with Christ? But they will see that that line has been drawn and that we are your children, your servants, living more every day for you so god we love you lord as we leave this place this morning our prayer is this let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight O lord our strength and our redeemer god that is wisdom those are words of wisdom god that is a prayer of wisdom that we ask in your name so father we thank you for this day we thank you for your leading your guidance, your blessings. As we leave here today and we give our offerings and our tithings, may it be used to strengthen and to grow your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen. Amen. We love you guys. See you next week.